What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Nina. And today on Now That's Life, we're going to discuss how we can live life to the fullest, how we can deal with life's ups and downs, and also cherish what we currently have. I'm always discussing this specific topic, but it comes at the wake of the death of NBA champion Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven other precious passengers that were aboard a helicopter in California. This situation only makes it more clear, something that we need to take more seriously, more specifically, the use of our time and our connections and how we can nurture all of those things to live life more fully. Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Like most people, on Sunday, January 26th, I found out about the untimely death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, as well as the seven other amazing people that were aboard the plane in Calabasas, California, headed to a basketball camp. Now, when I heard about this, I had been going about my day. You know, my mother is here in town in in Texas visiting She and I went to early church service that morning and also went grocery shopping and did some other shopping. And I was heading home around noon. I think I found out not too long after. So it was certainly something that when I found out about it and I was notified about it specifically by my significant other, because that's his favorite basketball player, I was like floored. At first, I didn't want to believe that it was true, mainly because this is someone that I don't know personally, but I know growing up in this era that I've always looked up to because of the work ethic, because of the blood, sweat and tears, because of all that's been given to the game. Um, And I think all of us can learn a bit about how to give to what you love daily from that man to know that he also lost his life at the age of 41 I think another thing that came to my mind was wow how is his wife gonna handle this and I also thought about losing I don't have children yet but just losing a child or how he must have felt losing his child or even just the closeness he had with the people that were on board, how he felt about their lives coming to more specifically a probable end. I just felt that it was really, really hard to process all of those things, not just because of who he was, but because it puts in perspective that none of us have an infinite amount of time, an infinite amount of resources that can save us from our time being our time. And so I think many of us can learn from this situation how we need to govern our time, our lives, what's important and what's not, and how we want to leave our legacy 
when it comes to leaving this earth? Who do we want to be known as? Who do we want people to remember us as? What do we want to be known for? And not just because of the impact of others, but because of our own lives. I had to even think about my day that day. Like, had I done the things that I stand for? Had I done the things that I wanted to do? And what's so funny is the night before I had contemplated not going to church um, and, and, and really being at home and doing some other things that I needed to do. But I knew that that didn't necessarily sit right with my spirit and I did go to church and I did learn things and I did do some productive things with that Sunday. I had to even think back on how I had spent that day and what I was doing with my life, you know, and not only that, just the impact that others might have in thinking about what they too are doing with their lives and how we know we can live better or at our best. This death also hit hard because I think some of us believe even at our peak in life and having a purpose that we're untouchable when it comes to life ending. And I think that situations like these remind us that that couldn't be farther from true. I'm sure as all the people boarding that helicopter that day to do their normal thing that they do, I'm sure they did not feel that they were in any imminent danger or that any harm was going to meet them. Just like we get up every day, we do our various things, we hop in our cars, we head off to where we need to go. If we're busy, we're not even thinking about how many risks we're taking with leaving the house, things that could happen, things that do happen, and how many times we don't count our blessings when it comes to the life that we are given. And I mean, I'm no, <laughs> I'm no saint when it comes to this. I'm often on autopilot. I'm a very busy person. And many of you all that watch me on YouTube, you know a lot about my life. With all the things that I do, it's easy for me to sometimes take for granted the small things like getting from point A to point B on time or without harm or damage or seeing the flipped over cars on the highway and thinking, wow, I hope those people are okay, but not realizing that that too could have been two minutes from that being me. Not only that, just thinking about how we just go back and forth daily with our own family and, and kids and, you know, things of that sort. And, and also our lack of investment in real relationships and giving forgiveness or granting care to others and giving back to causes that are worthy and not because others are watching, but because that's what, <laughs> what we should do as human beings. And there's something in our lives that has to be fulfilled before we leave this earth. And I think Kobe Bryant was a great representation of that. At his death, I felt like, wow, this man lived a very full life. He did the things that not only that he enjoyed, but also that heavily impacted others, you know, even heading a basketball team with young girls and, and giving back to women's rights and things of that sort and, and fighting scandals that he did and, and coming through it just fine, ending to be a, a top 
NBA player and legend. And not only that, someone who knew many languages, who corresponded with many different people, served as a mentor, was a husband, a devoted father, and a, a son, a brother, all of those things. And daily, it seems he was always doing something to enhance and grow himself. And so even upon his death, being able to, I'm sure, be afraid, but to also know that life was full. And even in that, being with his young daughter and knowing that life was ending, however, he was doing it, ending this, doing something he loved with a person and people that he loved. And how many of us are really thinking about that impact and what that can say for our lives and the directions in which we're choosing to go. So I often hear us say YOLO. I've said it too. You only live once and that life is too short. These are very commonly said phrases, but do we really understand the impact they deliver? And do we know what that means for us in living out our purpose? Are we choosing pain and sadness when we could be choosing to live more deliberately and more fulfilled? Let's explore this. Y'all, I'm using a framework provided by lifehack.org on how we can choose to live life more fully. So here are some of the things that we should try to explore while we can. The first thing is decide what is important to you in this life. And we have to stop really running our lives based on what others want for us and what they're living through us for, right? We have to live up to our morals and our own values and maintain a spiritual connection with God and do more of what fulfills us to make us happy. And that doesn't mean counting out the happiness of others. You really can't do that in this world, especially if you want to maintain and grow relationships. However, I think many of us live in fear of not satisfying the needs of others so much so that we put ourselves on the back burner. What is that project you want to finish? What is that thing that you are quite interested in that you have the means to complete, but you keep putting it off because of what other people will think or what they think you should be doing with your life? What are the things that you could be doing that could leave you much more happy, that could also lead you to growth and development that you could die doing? Now, that's the real question. And I think a lot of times when we get caught up in what others want for us, even if they love us, even if they love us, we often get too caught up in that and lose ourselves. So then we lose sight of the ultimate goal, the plan and the purpose how that's meant to develop us and grow us. And for us in that situation, we have to start to look at and decide what those things are for us. And we have to remove other people from the equation in order to help that make sense. And I urge you to do that. The next thing is to tell those who matter to you that you love them. You have nothing to lose by sharing love with people. That's one thing that I've had to learn too as I've gotten older is that even if people don't share that love or give you that love back, you've still given and that's a part of fulfillment. People love, <laughs> love to be loved and it can help to make their day. You can pull people into you. If you're interested in someone, get closer. You can only find out how things end if you share yourself first, meaning that you can't find out the ending if you don't have a beginning. If you always regret not giving the love while someone's there, while they're, while they're breathing, 
while they're alive, while they're able to do certain things, then you'll regret that. And that's something that I've chosen to, to live my life by. I love my friends, not always able to spend a lot of time with them, but I like to make sure that I give quality time and that I'm able to lend an ear when they need me. And that I also do things that show that they are important to me. And also, even if I'm not always present, I want to make sure that they feel my presence. I want to make sure that they see my investment in them, that I can show up for not just the important occasions, but also the occasions that are behind the scenes. I like to give back. I, I like to help. I like to do things of that sort. And it's not just for the other people, but it's also because I love giving love. Giving love helps you to feel love too. And it opens you up for more love. So even while you might fail at getting love from certain people that you think you need it from, when you create those love doors and open them, you receive so much more in turn. And a lot of times you'll learn who you're supposed to receive love from and who you should cherish it from as opposed to begging for the love of others. And that's something that's real. The next thing is to take risks and take them a lot. You have to live life knowing that you're going to fail, but that you have to take risks in order to feel success. You don't look back and, and want to regret everything that you've done because you didn't do what you needed to do. You want to make sure that you're giving fully to yourself and not risking not taking risks. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll tell you guys this and I've shared this story before. Even when I went off to graduate school, I can remember some people being like, well, who the heck do you know in Oklahoma? Why are you going to Oklahoma? That's crazy. And I knew that I couldn't put my finger on everything other than my program being one of the top for what I was going into, but also that it would shape, develop, and grow me. I would be away from my comfort place and I would have to take risks. I would have to truly see if I could survive in this world in a place where I really didn't have family for miles around and build a new community and a new tribe. You know, not only that, I had to get out and meet, really meet people, really give of my time, really join new organizations, really find my niche, and also invest in new things. And that was uncomfortable. And I didn't always prevail in every situation when it came to that. However, the overall experience was quite a success. And I wouldn't have known if I had listened, if I had listened to people who didn't necessarily see that for themselves. And I get emotional because I think so many of us deny ourselves those risks, but we never get to see what we can do and what we are made of and everything we have learned and how that's factored into our new reality and our new experiences. So I urge you, if you can, invest in yourself by taking risks. There's no better person you will ever take a risk on but you right now. The next thing is to dwell in your now. It is so great to learn from your past and also work towards your future. Y'all know I'm always on that grind for that future. However, it is important to respect and dwell on what you got going right now. What is important to you and what do you want? What can be made better? When you don't focus on now, you take it for granted. And it's not really a measure of whether or not you've applied what you've learned from the past. 
What you're doing right now is going to dictate what's going to happen later. So if you don't relish in it, love yourself through it, really deal with how you're feeling in the moment, then you're not going to be able to move on to your future. And I think this is another thing that many of us skip over because we look at the lives of others. We look at where other people are. We assume that everyone is so much more happy than us. Then we say, one day I'm going to be happy. Or we say, my past won't allow me to be happy. Instead of thinking about right now, I'm alive. Right now, I have the activity of my limbs. Right now, I have at least one person I can call. And right now, I do have the ability to do something that I want to do and take that risk in order to get it done. But if you don't focus on what's happening right now, that mindfulness technique of doing that, then you're going to find yourself always wanting something different and something more because you're not appreciating what you already have. So I urge you to try and see that and see what you could appreciate more right now. Y'all, today's episode is definitely an emotional one, but we're going to take just a quick break and we'll be right back to finish up all those ways we can live life more fully. Y'all, we are back and I am so ready to dive in those last five things we can do to live life more fully. So this next one is don't compromise your values and who and what you stand for. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. You have your own internal code of ethics. We all do. You have to stand on that. Be okay with being left out sometimes. Do what you want, but you will have to deal with yourself in the end. And one thing that I love from Kobe Bryant that I've learned is he always talked about legacy. What will you be remembered for? In fact, a lot of his quotes go back to that. And I'm going to link into uh, the show notes some of my favorite quotes by Kobe Bryant. And when I think about him always talking about legacy, one thing that I've always set forth for myself, my clients, my students is to be ethical. And you have to build your own code of ethics there. People have to know that you stand on who and what you are. You stand on your word. You hold up to your word and you abide by that word. And sometimes that means not always being, (laughs) not always being exactly who everyone else wants you to be and not always participating in everything. One thing I can remember about Kobe Bryant, even when I was younger, is that he had this sickening work ethic where he would work on free throws and three point shots and he would be in the gym until nighttime I was watching the other day or not the other day just yesterday some of the highlights of his career and how he would stay all night long and work on his craft and others would be going to bed or leaving and I'm not saying you got to do stuff all night long but sometimes it takes us really standing on what we want to leave behind if you want something and you say you want it you gotta put in the work you gotta put in the blood sweat and tears you gotta give of yourself it doesn't just come it doesn't just come and somehow in this microwave society this man lived in that reality and you know I I even see it for myself I work on things hard I work on things I give my all and I've even had people be like man you work too hard but look at all I've gotten from it 
<laughs> Look, I, I can't say that it has been empty gains. And I see that there's so much that will be gained in the future. And you have to have that mindset and stand on not compromising those values and who and what you stand for. Because if you want that story to be told, you don't want to have to always tell that story. You want people to know and acknowledge it without you even mentioning it. They know your work ethic. They know what you will give. They know how you give it. And they know how because they see how you treat yourself. The next thing is that we can't be selfish and we have to learn to do things for others. Being charitable is great, especially when it's not out of trying to look good for everyone or grovel in your own glory as we see a lot in today's day and age. It's okay for people to show kindness and for you to show kindness or give a moment of your time or give a few dollars to that homeless person you see often or give to a charity of your choice. All of those things are excellent because they shape and mold you and they also make the lives of others. I love to make sure that I give back in many ways, many ways. I always told you guys, I believe in tithing. Yes, I'm a highly spiritual person. I do believe in giving back to God. Not only that, I also love to give to causes that I really do believe in. I also give them my time. I'm a mentor for many people. I also make sure that I try to hit the ground running with showing people how to live the life that I speak of. Not just bossing up and, you know, talking the side talk is actually living it. And that's charity in itself. You want to give to others because you want to leave a legacy. When people remember what you've given to them, they will always remember how that made them feel. I always remember the same people won't always remember what you say, but how you made them feel. And my mother taught me that my mother gave the biggest of charity to me by adopting me. And y'all know, I talk about that all the time with that adoption came so many other wonderful charitable acts. And it also instilled a life in me that possibly has caused me <laughs> to be the workforce that I am. And, and, and also to give that back to others. I love to see young people come up and do what they want to do and, and live great lives and, and really have the upper hand when it comes to not having to go through the hard times that I did. And maybe they can learn and, and be the best that they can be without having to make the same mistakes. That's charity in itself. And we should always find where we fit in in terms of giving back to others, helping others feel more fulfilled, and also living out our own legacies by giving back in that way. The next thing might seem super hard, but we have to learn to ignore those haters. There will always be someone that can point out everything that you're going to fail at and the fact that you will fail. But know that every winner loses, but not every loser wins. Let me say that again. Every winner loses, but not every loser wins. Successful people don't start off that way. They're not successful out of the womb. But what makes them very different is the resilience. And what makes them successful is they keep pushing through even failure. They don't let that stop them. They keep going. And that was another thing I feel like I learned from Kobe Bryant is that even when you don't win, even when you you know, give up on something, you got to go back to it. You got to finish it. You got to see it through because you will always regret looking back at that. And sometimes our haters aren't necessarily our haters. They're people that are there to help us build up and be become the actual people that we're looking to become. Again, you got to remember to take the meat and leave those bones. 
Because here's the thing, when people tell you something, there's usually some truth to it. Even if it's a 10% truth out of 100%, take that 10% and throw away the 90% that doesn't apply. But also some of that you can keep in your back pocket so that you can remember what that felt like, that it, reserve that space for failure and think about how you can grow, change and develop to get beyond it. And what are the new detours and paths that you'll take to become the best person that you can be? And I guarantee we'll be better for it. The next thing is to learn to keep your mind very open. Closed minds really don't move forward. You have to learn the lesson that you can learn something from anybody. Even when you are right or think you're right, there is always a new perspective that can help you broaden your horizons. And this keeps you young, fresh, and vital. And I keep going back to Kobe with this. I feel like when Kobe first came into the league, one thing I could remember is people always thought that maybe he was arrogant, too full of himself, or he thought he was too sure of himself, or he thought he was too great. But if you don't think you're great, if you don't think you're awesome, then who else will? I'll say that. But also Kobe learned how to take on great mentorship. I think what people saw within him is that at a young age, he knew his purpose and he fostered that purpose. And he had others who watered him as a plant and watered his seed to see it grow. He had to have people that fed into him and he had to have an open mind, no matter how sure he was of himself. He had to also take in the resources of others and hear their plight and hear their experiences and be watered and nurtured by that. And I think we all can speak for something like that. I mean, I've had my bouts of failure. I've had my issues. I've watched some of my students go through it, my colleagues, my clients. I've watched many people go through that. But when you keep your mind open, you hear things that weren't even necessarily for you, but you can pull from later on in life. And I think some of us can always remember some of the sayings of older people that were in our lives, our grandparents, our parents, their friends, all of that. And I was always the little kid that was in grown folk business and I didn't always comment, but I heard some things. And they apply to me later on in life. Okay. Who, you know, things that I went through that I didn't even know I would go through, but I was able to take on mentorship. And, and I can also say from some of the mentors I have now. And I even consider my therapist a really strong mentor in my life. I feel like I'm able to hear some perspectives that I didn't necessarily agree with at one point in my life. But over time, time shows you things. Experiences bring new patterns and you have to learn to abide by something. You have to learn how to switch the puzzle around in order to make it fit. You have to learn how to be flexible in situations where you didn't know you could be flexible in. You have to learn how to hear others in order to hear yourself sometimes. And so I urge all of us to really take on the idea of broadening our horizons because it helps you live life more fully because you get more from life. Life doesn't kick you all the time, so you're always losing from it. Y'all last, but certainly not least, make sure that you learn to speak through your actions and what you say that you want. Ideas are so useless if you don't act on them. And people love to talk about how they had an idea first or how they were the ones that wanted to do something or create something, especially when somebody else did just that, right? So your action has to back up your desire, Faith without works is dead. The one with the faith is great, but the one with the faith and the work is gold. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all could have said we could have made Instagram and shared pictures and had people add captions to it. But the owners of that did that. 
You know, it's one thing to say what you want to do or give a great idea, but it's another thing to execute it. So you have to have the faith and the work, the talk and the walk, the action behind it. And too many times we sit around on the sidelines watching others fulfill their dreams and their goals without putting in the same amount of blood, sweat and tears into our own or worse yet, we'll put all of that into someone else instead of learning what it is for us first in order to foster that love and that nurturance into someone else. Y'all, it's, it's time out for us to always think that this world owes us something. It doesn't. We owe it to ourselves to give back to us. We owe it to ourselves to be our best. We owe it to ourselves to be innovative, creative, and wonderful beings. And I think Mr. Kobe Bryant, he showed us just that. Well, that's all y'all. I want y'all to make sure you stay tuned for more. And I know many of us might be in a very emotional state at this time, losing one of the greats and one of the legends. And I want to urge us to really take on this challenge of living life to the fullest. And not only that, making sure that you have your faith and spirituality intact. I'm not going to go on here and be past the Dr. Nina, but what I am going to say is make sure that, you know, if you love God, you showing you love God. If you love Jesus, you showing you love Jesus. You giving back to that and you're being wholeheartedly just that confessing your faith and, and being exactly who you need to be in this world and the example that you need to be in this world for you and for your spirituality. You know, I, I couldn't leave without saying that. So I want y'all to make sure that you subscribe to know when I post my next episode and sign up for my free, my free e-newsletter at DrNinaEllisHervey.com. And you'll also receive that eight day supernatural video program. And it's free when you sign up and it'll come to you daily for eight days. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll. Or if you like to Google, just Google Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey, everything will pop up. Y'all, I've enjoyed today. And I think it served as a reminder for us all, not just you, for me, how I can live my life more fully and how I can be better to others, even to enhance the quality of my life so that upon my death, I can say, well done. This has been great. And God can say the same thing when he welcomes me in. Okay. <laughs> so I hope you guys have a wonderful week and, and I hope that you're taking care of yourself and getting a little self-care along the way. Love you guys. Dr. Nina signing out. Peace.